Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. LaFondra looking to get close side of Fon. LaFondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the... Elm Park Royals podcast, sponsored by Blue Collar Street Food. Second attempt at recording this podcast after my terrible um, recording skills earlier, but we'll leave that aside uh, and discuss yesterday's game at home to West Bromwich Albion, rounding out our campaign at the SCL this season. I've been joined today by Jordan. Jordan, how are we? I'm good. I feel like I got all my uh, angst out this morning, so this might be a bit more measured, this take. <laughs> and Micah? Yeah, same here, really. Just ready to do it again. Oh, excellent. I'm glad. Good. <laughs> everybody's uh, everybody's already, already knows what they want to say then. That's, that makes my life much easier. Looking at the team news from yesterday, uh, Jordan, the, the team only had two changes, which maybe wasn't quite what we expected going into the game with, with Terrell Thomas playing right back for the injured Andy Yeardum, who's been playing with a fractured foot for the last few weeks, and Tom Ince also dropping out of the lineup. Uh, I'm not quite sure what his injury is, but I know he's not going to be due to play for the rest of the season. And Ovi Ajaria coming into play on the left wing yesterday. Probably not quite as many changes as as we would have liked to have seen necessarily in the starting lineup, or really coming off the bench during the game. Yeah, there's a few different ways you can play these sorts of dead rubber games. Like you either do what Derby are doing at the moment and you you chuck a bunch of players in to see whether you can sort of trust any of them for next season. We didn't really do that. Or, you know, you play a fairly strong team and then maybe at the 60-minute mark you give a Tetec, a Scott... Um, you know, a, a youngster or, or someone that you want to test, you give them half an hour and you give them a good stretch and see how they do. Um, and we didn't really do that either. Um, so the lineup w- was an odd one, especially after Ince's comments midweek about giving a bit more of a shot to guys like Tetic that he wants to see next season. Um, for me, it, it, it comes down to um, Paul Ince, basically. Um, Paul Ince wanting to 
look as good as he possibly can do for this spell that he's in charge. Um, I think that's kind of been his uh, goal throughout this um, spell with us is whatever happens, ideally it coincides with us doing well as well, but whatever happens, he's going to come out trying to look good, trying to look like he is a hireable manager again. Um, and I think that's why we we went into this game not really thinking about development, not really thinking even about winning it, but maybe just trying to get away without a, a big scoreline against us. Oh, sorry. What was that, Alex? Alex, I'm on mute, mate. Yep, thank you. Well spotted. We did see some of the youngsters on the bench, um, Micah, uh, who we probably would have liked to have seen. Rashawn Scott was on the bench. Um, Tetek was back on the bench yesterday. It, as Jordan said, it, it feels a bit like Paul Ince is using these last couple of games almost as a, a PR push for himself here to, to try and... I don't know if it's claim results because we didn't really necessarily look like doing that yesterday, but most of the time in these scenarios, you would expect these young players to, get, I guess, get opportunities late in the season. So it it, it feels more like, as Jordan said, it's it's an image thing for Paul Ince rather than a, a, a you know rather than it being a a future future opportunity for Reading Football Club necessarily yesterday. Yeah, I think I think I said it earlier, Rashawn Scott in the under twenty threes, he's been something else from what I've seen. He scored an absolute worldie again, something with MK Dons in the semi-final. And it, it was something that in the first team we're lacking, a bit of pace shooting from outside the box, which we barely ever do. And it just was something that we haven't seen in the first team, not just this season, but for three or four years at least. But him, Rashawn Scott, Tetek, it was good to see a briefer on. Um, I think he's got potential to be our first team right back in the next few years. He's got the pace, he's got the attacking kind of mindset. I think them three, Tetek, uh, Scott, Abrifa, do have a place in our squad next year, long term, being whether that's starting or making appearances off the bench. But it's a shame we didn't see more of that yesterday because, again, nothing to play for. Why don't you just go out and give the people who haven't had a chance a chance? Yeah, I mean, a briefer came on in the second half and Jordan, I know we, we spoke about a briefer when we recorded this morning and I know you'd like to see him kind of get the get that kind of backup role at right back next season. Um, he, he, he definitely has impressed in his kind of limited minutes so far. Yeah, totally. And like everything that's been said so far is spot on. Like you want to see what these guys can do whether it's now in these sort of dead relic games, you, you want to see what these guys can do, but then you also want to make sure, I mean, there's, there's, there's an opportunity next season for sure to, I mean, that we're probably going to have to overly rely on some of these kids, right? So you want to see whether they're ready now or not. A, a briefer is one that from what I've seen, the bits I've seen in the under 18s, the under 23s, and, and even like that cameo yesterday, right? There's, there's clearly something there. Um, and for a young guy to come in and, you know, didn't do everything flawlessly yesterday and you wouldn't expect that, but to look confident, to look ready, um, to look like, like Mika said, to have that attack and drive, um, you know, is really encouraging. So you just want these guys to have a a pathway 
Um, and that should be next season, right? Because we can't really afford to have three right backs in front of him next season. So if it's not next season, when will it be? Yeah. Yeah. You might notice if you're listening along here that we're almost seven minutes in and we haven't actually mentioned yesterday's game particularly. Because I have to say, yesterday's game was a bit of an event, Micah. The first half was was dull. And I think that's being really kind. Yeah, I mean, I was basically stuck on my phone looking at other scores that are more interesting for most of the first half. Even the second half, I wouldn't say it was... I mean, it would be out of my memory by the end of the week. It it was basically, for me, summed up the entire season. Dull, disappointing, boring. Like, it was just... It was almost what I, I expected that might, it to That be. might be the title they use for the uh, end of season DVD this year, to be honest. Dull, dis- <laughs> dull boring, and disappointing. Yeah, it, it didn't... It won't last long in the memory. It, as I said, with some of the whole season, it will hopefully be the last of what we see in terms of disappointment. I mean, Luton next week, they need a win. We don't care whether Paul Ince goes with youth and we get battered whether he goes full strength and we do what we did at Derby six years ago and we knock them out of the playoffs. Who knows? But, I mean, it could be a rugby score next week if we play like that. Yeah, and Jordan, it didn't even feel like we necessarily played badly in the first half, but we didn't do anything, I think is probably fair to say, right? And But neither did West yeah. Brom. No, I know. That's the thing. West Brom weren't particularly great either. And that's probably why it would have been a, a fun game to, to see some some kids because, um, I mean, West Brom have got some fabulous players, but they're certainly not as scary as Luton look at the moment because they're right in form. Um, so, no, like I came in at halftime and I was like, OK, that was kind of what I was expecting when I saw the lineup. Um, West Brom aren't up to much this season. Um Cool. So we'll get through another 10, 15, then we'll maybe see some fun subs. But that, that was that was the thing. And that that's why I think Paul Wins was never really looking for a win, right? Because I don't know how you get 70 minutes into that game before we even conceded, right? 70 minutes of that game, and you go, Yeah, no, this is this is going the way I want it to go, right? Because it was very, very clear 60, 70 minutes in that we weren't gonna score. They didn't look like scoring until they did out of you know relatively nothing. And it was only after they did score that suddenly they looked like scoring a few. Um, but that was more down to, you know, classic us of not really having much control of games when we go and chase them. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like, I mean, maybe this is just me having to travel to the games to talk in, but it did just feel like a bit of a waste of, a, of an afternoon, a waste of an opportunity for a bit of fun. I think that's what a lot of the reaction afterwards was as well a waste of time and, and just like a bit of a missed opportunity as you say a missed opportunity really like we, it could have been a very different style of game a very different different i guess uh out outlook on it um unfortunately it just felt it felt very much like a dead rubber and in every in every sense really um there was one moment of of kind of action i guess during that first half michael with uh west brom hitting the post from from semi ajay and it's I, from memory it's another set piece or it's kind of a second phase from a set piece which is kind of quarters out there and they've hit the post yeah i mean we, we spoke about it time and time again on this podcast and other podcasts have mentioned how poor our set pieces have been this year i think 
overall, looking back at this season, we've conceded, what, 10, 15 goals just from set pieces. So whether, whether that's been, I mean, it would have been mentioned on the training ground, but again, yesterday kind of showed how how much we're lacking in the books. I mean, we haven't really got an aerial threat in attack nor defence. I mean, Morrison isn't the Jake Cooper of our team and McIntyre's not particularly tall himself, but we do need to improve our defensive marking from free kicks, corners and all of that. Yeah, you're right. I think it's 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 partly personnel, it's it's partly consistency and John the 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 Zonal versus man marking debate probably will never go away uh, amongst football fans generally. But it, it's certainly not a case that it's like you can't pin it down to one thing, the fact that we're struggling from set pieces and we have all year. No, that you know, that debate's not gonna go away anytime, especially with Della on the radio. But um it it yeah, we've we've conceded tons of goals zonal marking, we've conceded tons of goals, man marking. Like when it first came in, we went heavily man marking and conceded at a higher rate per game. So um it's not as simple as oh just get them to man mark, especially with you know what's already been said about like the personnel, like man marking. Uh, this is a very simplistic way of saying it, but like man marking can be super effective if you've got the people who are going to win those individual battles, right? That's what it comes down to. And zonal, part of it at least, is about covering for, you know, areas or, or matchups, I guess, in your team where you don't have an advantage. Um, so it, it's too simple just to say, oh, ditch zonal marking. Um, and, um, but yeah, I mean, we were really good at them last year, right? So it's not like um, it's not like it was necessarily just a Pano thing. It's not necessarily that it was, um, you know, it hasn't got bad or better since Ince has come in. Um, particularly, I think it is just um, it, every everything connects, right? So like, I think the injuries have played its part, and the, the chopping and changing that that's impacted. Um, but certainly, it, it's something that we'll have to get keen focus next year because um, we can't really have another season like we had had this season set piece-wise. You know, you're starting every game on the back foot, really, when you know it's it's an issue. Um, so it's something they've got to address. Yeah, when you're conceding essentially one goal in every... One goal, what is it? One in every two, I think, we've conceded a set piece from this season, 22-ish goals. You, you've got to improve it over the summer. Whoever Whoever's in charge next season, whoever's playing here, it's got to be a focus next year. And, and hopefully they can get some consistency, especially defending because, um, the yeah, 22 goals conceded from, from set pieces. And yeah, granted, we didn't concede from the set piece yesterday, but it's another one where the, the defender, like the attacker has basically just drifted in between two defenders to get that chance. The second half was also an event. Let's be perfectly honest here. Um, the first shot didn't come until the 70th minute, Jordan, and West Brom ended up taking the lead on 78 minutes. We, we've we kind of lost the ball quite high up again for this goal, and Danny Drinkwater has, has lost the ball on the halfway line, and West Brom have found themselves with a three-on-two opportunity. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it. 
in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and it's one of these ones that always is, is going to look bad, right? When you lose a ball in that sort of area, um, when you lose a ball when you're trying to to start an attack like that, where you commit lots of men forward, um, you're always going to be against it. And to be fair to West Brom, right, they've got some pacey attackers, right? So as soon as they, they've nicked the ball, we are on the back foot. Um, and, um, you know, the, the centre-backs don't cover themselves in glory. You know, Morrison especially... You know, it looks a little bit um, worse for wear in the box as he's getting turned inside and out. But um, yeah, it, it's one of those ones where you know, a, a goal wasn't even really coming, um, which is the shame of it. But we have a bit of a habit of, of shooting ourselves in, in the foot this season, especially. Um, and, and we've conceded quite a few of this style of goal um, where we lose the ball a bit silly and then suddenly it's it's three and three it's three v two and we're in trouble and i know you mentioned earlier micah about the fact that we're playing with such a gap in between midfield and defense still um and you could you could see it yesterday with that with that goal where we conceded and Drinkwater loses the ball and the defense is not there to 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 mop up that uh error because they're 10 yards further back still 15 yards further back yeah i mean that defense gap has been there all season as well it's the place where you want Josh Laurent, Danny Drinkwater to kind of just sit and, well, if the case happens where we do lose the ball, we've then got six defenders, not four, against four attackers. So we need to kind of, we need to drop that gap and make sure whether it's the defence pushing up or midfield coming back. I mean, defence pushing up, we don't really want because we've got people like Michael Morrison who are not really fit to pace it back against, like, Potter from Hull and stuff who have got pace on him. So whether we need to just drop a bit deeper as a attack, maybe that's what we need to do when we're playing against teams like Fulham, like even Hull last week. We just need to kind of read the opponents better because I don't think we're doing that this year. Yeah, either. it needs to just be a bit more, I guess, cohesive as a unit. Like, yeah, exactly. Like playing closer together, I guess, as a team. Yeah, playing as a team rather than it feels like five here, Five up there. Yeah, it's almost attacking like like a defense and then a midfield and then an attack yeah. rather than a unit of defense and attack together. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is is always going to cause issues, I guess. You might have noticed. I know we're almost twenty minutes in and we haven't actually discussed anything that Reading have done yet because Reading didn't manage to create a shot on target yesterday. Um, we did make some changes before the end of the game to try and alter that with Yaku Mate and Brandon Barker coming on for the final 10 minutes or so. Um, what were your thoughts on, on the substitutions? And I guess, what was your what's your impression of, of, of Barker, Jordan? 
Yeah, I think look, anytime somebody comes on with, with like 10 minutes to go, um, it's, it's going to be tricky for them to make an impact. Yeah, Barker's got a lot of um, stick on social media and stuff like that. But like, if we're being fair, like Mate did nothing either, right? <laughs> like Mate, unfortunately, I'm very much looking forward to him having a nice full preseason and coming back fit and firing next season. But um, he's not he's not really had any impact this season. Um, he had that one bright cameo when he first came back, but I, I think he's been pretty poor in, in every sub appearance. But that said, and this is the same point that goes for Barker and it's the same point that goes for a couple of players who've been on Aziz and stuff like that, is that we are we are not a good team at um, being 1-0 down, um, particularly. I know we've had a few late goals and I know there's been like spirit shown and stuff like that. And that is great. But none of those, even like the, the last gasp ones, none of those really came from um, us looking good or being dominant. That They're coming from desperation football, aren't they? Yeah, totally. Like that McIntyre like late draw against Swansea was unbelievable. It was brilliant, right? But for the 10 minutes before that, we were awful. We got to 3-4 and we were terrible. Um, and it was the same again uh, yesterday. You know, West Brom went one up. We made a couple of changes, went to 4-4-2. Barker came on the left. Mate went up top. And for 10 minutes, all we did was look like we were going to ship another goal. Um, so, no, you know, Barker hasn't impressed in his time so far. But equally, I think he's never really been offered the opportunity. And I think Mate is the same, to be honest, has never really been offered much of an opportunity this season to, to actually go and look good. Um, and, you know, somebody like Barker, you know, I would be interested to see potentially start at Luton because, no, it's not going to be an easy game. But equally, you know, it's not for us to judge, but I don't necessarily think it's fair to just judge Barker on these little 10-minute cameos when we're games lost or, or we're chasing a game. And, you know, it's always going to be tricky for a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, I'll add in on um, Barker. When we um, he came against Preston when we were 3-2 up there and, yeah, we weren't chasing, yeah, we weren't losing or anything. It, I don't think he has enough time to kind of get himself into the game. Like, I'm not putting him, I'm not saying he's the best player on the pitch, I'm not saying he's the worst player, but he's, let's say he's got four appearances, he's made on average, let's say, 10 a, a game. So he's had 40 minutes of football. You can't judge someone on that from the 83rd minute to the 93rd minute. So it'd be nice to see him at Luton. Yeah, and I guess particularly from memory, I can remember him coming on against Forrest when we're 4-1 down and 4-1, 4-0, 4-0 down against Forrest. And it's, it's going to be very difficult, I think, for an attacking player to make much of an impact when you're 4-0 down. Um, but you can understand the criticism to some extent because, yes, his performances haven't been uh, that impactful or even necessarily good yet. Uh uh, so I kind of would agree with Jordan here. It wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing to see him start against Luton because ultimately, why not? Is is my thinking. Why not start people like Barker and Thomas? And if you sign them, you might as well try them, especially in a game where it doesn't mean anything for Reading at this point. Um, Reading didn't get another opportunity, I don't think, to score. At least not a good opportunity. We didn't create a shot on target, as I said. And full-time comes around... And Jordan, Mikey, you both stayed after for the lack of appreciation. And it feels like it went down better than the lack of appreciation from 20, I want to say 2019 at home to Ipswich when we'd, we'd lost at home 
that game and I think there was like a thousand people there afterwards. Feels like yes, they went down a bit better. We, did you did you think you, I mean do you think any of the players were giving good what was it what was the signs? What were the kind of reactions from, from various different players? Yeah, it was um it wasn't as, as lap of appreciations go, it, it was decent. There was a decent crowd that stayed behind. I think um, you know, everybody's just happy to to be up and it not run into the last game of the season. Um, so it was, it was fairly well received. Um, I think there were a couple of players who, you know, were, were making a bit more of a show of it th- than others. Um, you know, people have rightly been talking about like Josh Lauren and Andy Yeardham, um, who, you know, were spending a little bit more time and were being a bit more emotive with their, with their lap. And, um, you know, obviously we don't want to make guesses. It's all, it's hard not to, you go watch them and it's hard not to try and guess what they're, they're thinking or what's going through their mind. But, um, you know, we'd, we'd love to see both. And we'd love to see a few of these guys who are out of contract and fingers crossed something can be done, but yeah, both of them were certainly taking their time and, and really showing their appreciation to the fans and, and lapping it up in return. Cause there was plenty going back the other way. Yeah. The, the whole thing with, Laurent and Yedon. Yedon seem to have gone to take selfies with some of the crowd in the East Stand, which is, I mean, it sums up Yedon for me. I think he's a brilliant person. I think he's always been a fan's favourite. He's been communicating with people on Twitter. He's just all round a really, really nice guy. So if he wants to leave, it's not like I'd be angry at him because he does deserve better than 21st in a championship. Um, same with Laurent. Laurent's, again, clearly a really nice guy, fan's favourite. He could be at someone like Sheffield United, for example, and do a job. He would be rightfully rightful in itself to leave, but him putting his hand to the chest like that the other day was, it was nice to see, but you you do question, is that him saying, I'm staying, or is that him going, thanks for everything sort of thing, and we don't want to judge too quick. We can we can build these, well, we can build these signs up any way we want, right? You can tap the badge in a, in a I'm staying and you can tap the badge in a thanks for everything kind of uh, exactly. mode. So however we read it, we're not going to know, unfortunately, just yet. But um, I'm sure we'll find out very, very soon. Um, the only the only other, I guess, news of interest from yesterday was that the John Swift uh, comments on the, on the radio has pretty much confirmed that he is definitely leaving the club, as we all have been well aware for about nine months now that he's leaving. Um, he, he, as good as said, that him plus a good number of players seem to be off, and it wouldn't be surprising if, if uh, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising if his contract with another club is announced in the next. I guess, well, I guess after the Luton game, wouldn't surprise me if it's announced fairly soon after that. Um, the only other talking point of interest yesterday was the slightly odd comments, Jordan from Paul Ince after the game saying that we'd played very well. And can you, can you in any way describe how yesterday was a performance that can be conceived as being a very good performance? No, not really. Um, it won't be the first time that post-match Paul Ince comments confuse me a little bit um, or comments from in, in general confuse me. Um there were aspects of that game that I think he would have 
enjoyed in that, like we've already talked about, you know, we kept West Brom to very, very little in the way of attacks. How much is that down to them? How much is that down to us? You know, it's always up for debate. So there will be aspects of that that we he will have enjoyed because our defence has been poor this season and for large parts of that game until there was a bit of self-inflicted pain, we were fairly good. But I don't really see how he can consider that a good performance because, you know, as we know, performances are about what you do in attack and in defence. Um, and, you know, we have to show both sides of that. And I think if that was a game that was on the line um, for either club, right, then I think we would have seen a, a slightly different game because we know that you can't just defend and offer nothing in attack um, all game because ultimately, like, you'll, you'll get found out. And that's what happened at Hull. You know, that's what happened. That's happened plenty of times this season, not just in games, but plenty of times this season. But um, no, I don't really know how he can take too much praise from that. But that said, you know, every time we come away from games, um, his comments don't make much sense to me. I didn't think his comments off the whole were particularly inspiring either. But, um, you know, that's that's points, it seems. Yes, um, the comments off the whole still aggravate me greatly. Um I think that's pretty much it for today. So do join us again this week. Um, thank you, Micah and Jordan, for joining me for the second time today. Much appreciated. Do join us again in the week. Jo uh, Jacob is going to be speaking to a Luton Town fan, and I believe James Earnshaw is back on the pod this week for the preview for the final league game of the season. And then we will be back uh, sometime next weekend after the football to round up what has been a let's be honest disappointing and hopefully quickly forgotten season for reading fc until then cheers thank you very much